0: Welcome in. Glad to have you. The Bill Michaels Show on the air. Everybody's on board now. All of our fine affiliates, whether it's from Menominee Marinette, WMAM up there in Bay Cities, or all the way down to Platteville, the opposite corner of the state of Wisconsin. WPVL. Good to have you on board today. Uh, We have had a spirited discussion in the first hour. We really have. As to the quarterbacks in the NFC with the most pressure on them, and uh, this uh, was a discussion that was started by um, on ESPN this morning, and I just found it interesting. That's all. I found it interesting because uh, I thought, you know, um, the I looked at pressure in a different light. I guess is the best way to put it. I looked at pressure in a different light. I looked at pressure as, um, you know, winning and championships and such, and never kind of put it together as just overall pressure. And so you started to look at some of the NFC quarterbacks, and Dak Prescott, of course, is on there, but then the number one player quarterback in the National Football League, according to Dan Orlovsky and ESPN, was Jordan Love, and he gave all the reasons as to why And again, for those that missed it or are just tuning in for the very first time, here's what Dan Orlovsky had to say as to the reasons why Jordan Love has the most pressure on him in the NFC this year. Prove it. And number one, unquestionably Jordan Love. You were a first-round draft pick and you haven't played. You were a first-round draft pick and you got a contract extension without ever playing. They ran a Hall of Fame quarterback out of town for you. You got to go prove that you are the right guy you got two really good young receivers, a rookie draft pick in Jaden Reed, two young rookie tight ends, a very healthy roster, and again, a conference and division that is not loaded. The expectation shouldn't be that Jordan Love's okay. The expectation should be that Jordan Love doesn't skip a beat to what the Packers have been. This is a team that still has been to the NFC title game two of the last three years. He should play tremendous football. I can't argue with that. Can't argue with that. He has been given the keys to the car now. Had the contract of Aaron Rodgers been different, eh, chances are Rodgers is probably still in Green Bay. But it's not. It wasn't. So it, it, decision time had to be made. And when they say ran off, Jordan Love didn't run him off. The Packers really didn't run him off. It just it came to a a disagreement. I guess might be the best way to put it. Is Rodgers just didn't. It, the running of Aaron Rodgers off in the terminology, I don't want to get too deep into the weeds with the words here, but you had other players available when you chose Jordan Love, and instead you chose Jordan Love. That began via the organization, the disconnect feelings-wise, of Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Aaron so in essence, likes his balls very yeah, inflated. And polished. Um, So that began the, quote, running him off, so to speak. Okay, just so we're clear on that. All right. The the team's expectation this year, depending on what you think the success should be, hinges upon a couple of things. One is Jordan Love, and two is the defense. I think we can all agree upon that. Does he have the most pressure? Uh, Both Ben and I kind of think that, nah, I think... If I had to go with the most pressure, most pressure to me this year is going to be on Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is under tremendous scrutiny. They got one win in the postseason. Granted, he had come back from injury, and you know, you know, he was trying to kind of put it all back together and take this team to a championship. And but they went in and got beat by Brock Purdy and company, and he looked bad in San Francisco. And I don't think uh, another year of that, Jerry's not going to put up with it. There's going to be a house cleaning. I think we can all agree upon that. Albeit McCarthy got him a win. But yeah, I can agree that, you know, if they don't win or get to an NFC championship game this year, I, I think there's gonna be house cleaning in Dallas. So Dak, yeah, ton of pressure. Big Mike plays, by the way. What could go yeah, wrong? Yeah, he's gone he's gone back to calling the offense. Um Kirk Cousins, ton of pressure. I don't think Jalen Hurts has a ton of pressure. I mean, obviously, you play in Philadelphia, you've got pressure anyway, but I wouldn't look at him as a a under-a-ton-of-pressure kind of guy. But Jordan Love, for all of those reasons, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Absolutely. You have... Now, when he says contract extension, yeah, they extended it, but it's also a team-friendly kind of deal in the sense of, you know if it doesn't work out they still have the ability to cut you loose and start over it doesn't tie them to it doesn't tie them to jordan love for an extended period of time so i still think jordan love and, and all of the reasons he just gave i still think he does probably does have more pressure on him than maybe what i was thinking in my terms, because I think we're all I didn't expect a whole lot. I'm picking maybe seven, eight wins. And many other people are as well. Orlovsky's saying, no, if you don't get to the postseason, that's a failure. Now, for whatever reason you fail, that could be something entirely different, but but still the most the most pressure in the NFC when it comes to NFC quarterbacks, Jordan Love. I don't know if I'd necessarily agree with that. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to chime in, feel free to go ahead and give us a call. A lot of people chiming in on the live stream as well today. Um, you're right. I'd add Geno Smith to that too, Ben, because they trying to follow up what he did last year, right? And just, I, I mean, career arc. Like there are guys that are more established than love that I think have far more pressure. Mm-hmm. because of again where they are in their careers like there's right. always pressure on rookies but there is some sort of time that you give them to show it and and it's usually throughout their rookie contract for for the most part uh, but yeah guys guys like Gino, and, and then like a bad year for Gino, he's gone the zehawks find a new quarterback
1: mm-hmm. and they have
0: expectations they they snuck into the playoffs last year and apparently right. had a good draft so i think i'd put him above love too frankly So the top five quarterbacks in the NFC would be Dak, I think we could probably agree is number one. Kirk Cousins has to be in there, maybe at number two. Geno Smith at number three? Could you say? Go in that direction because of the, the what he did last year and the expectation coming into this season to to to, to advance. How much pressure is on Jared Goff? We haven't even talked about him, but Jared Goff to 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 be as good as or better than what they did last year. Did I just see that uh, they just lost their rookie, their first round draft choice to uh, gambling from last year, Jamison Williams, oh, for, the yeah, Alabama Jameson kid Williams. that had right. torn his ACL and came back late in the season. <clears throat> yep, but he only got so, six games, I believe. Six games, yeah, because he's good enough, and I guess you know. Three right. of the big games out the window? Um, could we say Jared Goff? I would say Jared Goff, Goff would yes. be? Yeah, Jared Goff. And then, so you've got Geno Smith, you've got Dak, you've got Kirk, you got Goff. Then is number four Jordan Love in our opinion? Or number five Jordan Love in our opinion? Or is there somebody, Justin Fields? To make the next step, because there's not, in terms of expectation, now, I, I the one thing I will disagree with when it comes to Orlovsky, when he talks about the team being finally healthy, I think he's talking specifically the offensive line. Because last year it wasn't. Elton Jenkins was coming back from the knee. Uh, Tanya was coming back from the knee in the ACL. Uh, Bakhtiari was on a pitch count early th- and pretty much throughout the season. He would play, then he didn't play, then he played some snaps, he didn't play some snaps, and it was it was kind of a mishmash up front. So it wasn't until mid season and beyond that things really started to kind of materialize uh, offensively for the for the for the Packers. So do we then look at say Justin Fields, Jared Goff, who else would be on that list? Where should we put Jordan Love? Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seven. That's a great question. If you don't think Jordan Love should have the most pressure, where should you put him? Packer guy says over on Twitter, says when Jordan Love was drafted, the other available best player on the board that made sense was the linebacker Patrick Queen, which I agree with. Uh, and I thought that's who they were going for. Um, and he's proven to be very serviceable as a defensive player. Despite he had His first year he was really good. His second year was okay. Third year was okay. Last year he started to play much better, uh, but they declined to pick up his fifth-year option. So he hasn't turned out to be, out of LSU, that the guy that was going to be the next coming of, you know, Ray Lewis. But that defense also suffered as well. So I I don't know how good he would have been in this system, but that was the guy that I thought they were going to pick up. And had they made a move, maybe you'd jump up and get a Justin Jefferson or something like that. Who knows? T. Higgins. That was another guy who I thought they might have gone after, and instead they went for Jordan Love. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670, 867 uh, 1670 Also, coming up here in a couple of minutes, Jordan Love. We're going to hear from him coming out of the OTAs from yesterday. Uh, end of the program today, Mike Clemens is going to be joining us, so make sure you're here for the last hour of the program. Mike's going to give us the full rundown as to what went on yesterday and today at the OTAs in Green Bay. But how much pressure is on Jordan Love? And then at the bottom of the hour, we're going to hear the top five with pressure wise in the AFC and why. And some of the stuff that you and I have already talked about. Some of the stuff that we've already talked about and discussed when it came to when it came to quarterbacks that should or should not have a ton of pressure, partly in or in part because of money, because of the monetary aspect. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Uh, Jeff says, uh, hey, guys, uh, Jordan Love should have a a ton of pressure on him. He's coming out of the shadow of Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. This is a guy who they jumped up to get. Let's not forget that. And he says, uh, Jordan Love has been now behind Aaron Rodgers for three years. He's been up and down in his career, even though he hasn't had a lot of snaps. He has pressure to make this team thrive. Jeff, appreciate the email. Uh, Stanley says, uh, Jordan Love shouldn't have much pressure on him. We should give him at least a pass for one year. After that, he should pick it up and run with it because he was a first-round draft choice. That's from Stanley. Stanley, appreciate the email. 877-867-1670. When we come back, going to hear from Jordan Love and, uh, you know, what's going on over there at the Packers OTA. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I'm you down. Oh, down, down, down. Admirals hockey at its best, and tomorrow night they get it underway out in California. In the Western Conference Finals, go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. When the Admirals come back home looking for a big crowd at the UW Panther Arena, again, MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. That's MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. And if you're going to go to the watch party, that's happening tomorrow night. Stenny's second and national, whether it's watching uh, Brewers games, Bucks games, Packers games, or the Admirals games, tomorrow night down at Stenny's, they're going to be hosting the watch party. So make it a Milwaukee Admirals kind of night. at MilwaukeeAdmirals.com, and then check out Stenny's second and national, Walker's Point. And uh, good stuff from our friends at Stenys and from our friends at the Milwaukee Admirals. Hey, a reminder, a reminder in case uh, you uh, don't know this already, but uh, today you got an early Brewers game. So if you don't have it, and uh, for those of you over on the stream, you're seeing it right now, that's what the app looks like. It is the Zone Madison, WOZN, 96.7 FM, 1670 AM. The Zone Madison app downloaded, and that way, when a lot of the affiliates go to the Brewers game, you can still listen to the Bill Michael show right on the app or on YouTube, on Facebook, whatever it happens to be. So go ahead and uh, and give us a shout there. So uh, go the Zone Madison W O Z N W O Z N. Uh, that is the Zone Madison, and uh, you can uh, you can make sure you stay stay in touch with the program. Good stuff. Um, Let's see here. What else do we have? Uh, Oh, by the way, we are going to hear from uh, Jordan Love, so let's do that. Jordan Love speaking to the media, and, uh, well, you know, during the OTAs, uh, he talks about his run as the Packer OTAs the last couple of years, but this year it's different.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, for the most part, OTAs, I was doing most of the number one reps, Um, but it definitely feels different just being the guy, Um, you know, kind of not looking over your shoulder, uh, just being control in your own way.
0: Not looking over your shoulder. Now it's the pressure. Now you demand. How did it feel to finally be the Packers number one?
1: It feels good. I think there's a lot of energy out there. I, you know, i am excited to be out there um, being the guy. excited to be around these guys and just um, get a chance to get more reps um, and just start building that chemistry with everybody.
0: Then, in uh, addition to that, he talks about he's responding to, you know, kind of having some of the incomplete throws, the drops, or even a few passes that were blocked during the, uh, the practice yesterday.
1: It's still early right now. This is our first week practicing, starting live, practicing against the defense. So um, it's not perfect right now. And we know know it's not going to be perfect. So I think uh, the meter for us is just continue building, um, make sure we're doing the right things in the right place on routes and route depth, timing, things like that, working that, building that uh, trust on uh, just taking the meeting room to the field and uh, make sure everything's dialed in that aspect.
0: So how big is it uh, as the starting quarterback now taking over the reins? And he's had three seasons behind him, coming into the fourth season, getting all of this under his belt. So what does it mean to kind of take over in the quarterback position after four seasons now?
1: Oh, no, it helps a lot. They um, yeah, just haven't been through it a couple times, um, knowing kind of how practice goes, how uh, practice, just the operational practice, and then obviously just knowing the playbook, uh, feel comfortable with that. It's- a lot different than my rookie year.
0: What is it going to take for a guy like, because, you know, we know Christian Watson, Romeo Doves, Samari Torre, okay? Those are guys that uh, this team's going to be relying upon. But you need to rely on Jaden Reed. You need to rely on Wicks as well. What is it going to take to get those two guys
1: up to speed? I mean, it's just trying to get them going as fast as they can, get them in the book, um, understanding the offense, understanding where they need to be, timing the routes, um, understanding kind of how we want every route to run, be run, because it's obviously a new offense for them. Um, As a rookie, your head's spinning a little bit, Um, and just I think the quicker we can get them going, uh, I know it's not going to be easy for them. It's going to take time, but the the more reps they get, the better.
0: Now, one of the things that uh, Stenovich and Matt LaFleur did yesterday at the OTAs was They uh, started calling plays that weren't on the script, that weren't, you know, guys weren't getting prepared for, that should have been studied, but they weren't getting prepared for. So, what was it like in front of the media, in front of everybody, when all of a sudden they started calling unscripted plays to run those plays and run those plays correctly?
1: Yeah, no, the call periods are great just because, I mean, that's how it is in the game. Um, that's the most game-like reps we get, um, especially for the young guys. You know, you can you see the night before kind of what plays are on the script and you can kind of memorize those. So the call periods, you've got to really hone in to what plays is being called and um, just lock in the play.
0: Offense didn't look good yesterday, not going to lie to you. Uh, during the first portion of the OTAs uh, early on, pretty much, Throughout the day, there was more than a few miscues, some overthrows, some underthrows, some block passes. Didn't look good. But the way it ended on a couple of drives in the 11-on-11 drills, getting into the red zone and then scoring, uh, what's that do to finally, you know, kind of get over some of the mistakes that they made early
1: on? No, that's, I think that's always fun. Okay. Score touchdowns, um, rather that than, you know, incomplete pass, something like that. So um, I think it was great. You know, obviously the first – Red zone period we had wasn't as great. Um, I think for us to be able to finish like that was a huge step for us today. The uh
0: the hardest part is just this time of year is getting to know everybody and uh, learning everybody's names.
1: No, it's t- it's definitely tough. That's the hardest part is just learning everybody's names. Um, also, we have like so many new intern coaches too, so uh, it's just a lot of new faces. Um, but. Uh, yeah, no, I, I've done a pretty good job of learning everybody's name, trying to learn everybody's name, but it is – that's one of the hardest things. So
0: the energy level, and we talked about yesterday about the the specter that isn't, and that is that you don't have that that shadow. You don't have that cast over you, that everything has to be right. Everything has to basically be kind of centered around the quarterback at the time. So the question then becomes, what's it like energy-wise without Aaron Rodgers in camp?
1: Yeah, no, I do. I think it's a new energy. Um, a lot of the young guys have kind of been in backup roles before, kind of, you know, thrust into the front now. So uh, and there's just a lot more reps. People are having more opportunities to get those reps. Um, but, yeah, I feel like it's great energy out there right now.
0: Um. So... You know, before it was always young guys working with Rodgers, getting on the same page. That was where the concentration was. Is he finding now Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson, Samari Torre, the young guys that have just come into the system, the new tight ends? Are they all collaborating? Is he the one that's kind of giving them answers and suggestions and such?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, You know, the White House especially, like, you know, they'll come and ask questions. Um, and I'll give them pointers here and there too, but just being on the same page, the more we'd be on the same page, the the better um, chemistry we'll be able to build.
0: You know, um, the one thing that you always noticed if you were at practice was that Rodgers would get mad at people if you didn't have the same level of energy, effort, concentration, and such that he had. So the question becomes, Jordan Love, are you going to bring that same level of effort and concentration and energy and such and expect people to be on that same level.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we have, everyone that's been here has kind of been able to see the standard that's been set by the guys that have been here before. And I think we just continue to do that, you know, carry it over. It's just great practice habits, um, trying to build that consistency every day and, uh, you know, just being able to give it everything you got at practice every day and not take any reps off and not take any reps for granted.
0: When younger players would come in, you um, you know, they would talk about, you know, it being a little intimidating because, you know, Rogers has a level of expectation. And if you fall short, you find yourself in the, quote, doghouse, blah, blah, blah. So is it easier now for guys to come to him and ask him questions and have concerns or thoughts or what have you, as opposed to when Rogers was there?
1: yeah no i think it's also easier i'm a younger guy um so i think they can relate a little bit better to me but i mean i try and be open with all these guys talk to them and um just let them know if there's anything they need to ask me like i'm an open book um but i try and you know let everybody know that i'm an open book like come ask me come talk to me um i'm trying to build that chemistry with all of them the uh
0: the other um you know side of the coin in this is there's been a lot of guys that have played with aaron Rodgers. you look at a guy like Bakhtiari, aaron jones and a.j dillon and you know some of the other vets that have been there and how much and i mean it's easy for the young guys because you know know, jordan loves all they really kind of know other than a year or two of aaron Rodgers. but with the veterans that have been there a while is he getting the support and encouragement from them
1: yeah no they've all been awesome um just through this transition, they've been great. Um, I mean, they've been great to me in the past as well, but, um, you know, they've all been positive with everything and also just, you know, continue to give me pointers for things I need to work on. Things we need to, um, be addressing with the young guys to, uh, get them all on the same page. They've been good.
0: What was the reaction, uh, whether it was his reaction or the team's reaction when they found out that they are going to be hosting the Green Bay Packers are going to be hosting the 2025 NFL draft.
1: Oh yeah, that's awesome. I think that would be pretty cool to get everybody out here. Um, I'm not sure how uh, many hotels we'll have for everybody out here, but uh, it, it'll be nice to be hosting the draft.
0: How is the installation of the offense? It's different this year because, you know, you got Rodgers who just knew it. Uh, how's the installation of the offense this year as opposed to years past?
1: Uh, this year the installs are a little bit different um, just in terms of the way we're calling things and how we put the installs together. It's different than the way it's been in the past, so um, it is a little new. You know, you know, we kind of honed into what plays we ran more in the past, and are putting those at the forefront of the new like install one, install two. So um, it's a little bit different, but uh, yeah, it's like I said, it's not my first time learning it, so it's easier to pick up on things faster, and it's easier for me to be able to help the young guys come along and tell them exactly what needs to be done.
0: Now, speaking of the young guys coming along, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Samari Torre, when. You know, last year you were expecting a lot. and remember Christian Watson had the hamstring issue. He really wasn't available during training camp. He ended up getting hurt during the season. Samari Tori, just as he started coming along, he got a little nicked up. Romeo Dobbs as well. So as that begins to happen, uh, you can't really get into any kind of a rhythm with the young guys. Then the young guys come into this as year two guys. So how much have Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Samari Tori improved coming into this season?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, this is definitely the time to do that. Um, practice is a time to push the boundaries, test things. Um, and like I said, this is our first or second practice live. So, you know, the timing's a little off with everybody because we've been going routes first and things like that. So just kind of build that timing and get the um, as many reps as we can. But we know it's not going to be perfect. Um, we love, you know, when we can capitalize and score touchdowns, things like that. But, um, you know, just don't get down on ourselves when, you know, play's not perfect or it goes off schedule and things don't work out as we want.
0: Going to go ahead and take a quick break. Got a lot more of the Bill Michaels show to get to coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michaels show on the Wisconsin
1: Sports Zone Radio Network. Daily man come on. Six news, somebody been shot somebody's been welcome back somebody good to have you
0: good to food. have you hey our buddy craig craig every uh from plumbing and heating and air conditioning uh this time of year they are uh, they're looking for some hvac people and they're looking for good plumbers and they're hiring and they're not hiring because they're losing people they're hiring because they're growing which is the best kind of kind of hiring there is it's because uh, you want to get bigger and better and they're busy and it's fantastic stuff but they were founded by a korean war veteran clayton every back in 1969 and uh craig who's now the third generation of this family uh you know family business called and said hey we want to be a part of the uh, the motorcycle ride what do we need to do and i said this is it you know if you can help support spread the word and uh, and work with us and you know all that helps pay for flyers and signage and, you know, all that kind of stuff. A big supporter and said we want to be a part of it. So uh, if you are looking for a good veteran-founded company to work with, that's our friends at Every Plumbing and Heating out in Lacrosse, Lacrosse, La Crosse, uh, La Crosse Monroe, Vernon, Jackson Counties. And uh, they're also hiring, like I said, right now. So call them, 608-783-2803, 608-783-2803. That is Every Plumbing and Heating and it doesn't matter where you're at, out in that area. They've got a lot of good people traveling all over to help you out. And if you are looking for a great company to work for, you can, uh, you can help them out. Good stuff. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to get a hold of us, uh, go ahead and give us a shout. The, uh, the expectation, as we were discussing earlier, of one young Jordan Love and what it should be, should be, I find it interesting that there is a a dissenting level of opinion. Is that the way to put it? Best way to put it, maybe? Um, Chuck says, what about a guy like Brock Purdy? Assuming he's healthy, he is being handed the keys to the kingdom. Can he repeat half the season's success in San Fran? I don't think so. He should be on that list. Uh, Steve uh, writes, uh, I wanted to get this uh, onto you in the short streaming today. Great job by Ray last night. Owen Miller's going yard, and he's been hitting hell out of the ball. Uh, that was a really good win last night. Greatly needed. Hopefully they can get another one this afternoon. I was very encouraged to hear that Eric Stokes was out on the field doing drills. I was thinking he might lose most of, uh, if not all, this season. But getting him back with Jair and Russell Douglas makes that secondary really good. I can't agree with you more about the head-sucking sound of Joe Barry. There you go. Somebody who enjoyed that long, drawn-out sound, Ben. No, he didn't. Uh, <laughs> getting his head out of his ass. As uh, he has the talent, now let's coach him up. Lastly, I also read that Van S had a very good practice yesterday. I really liked when uh, they took him in the first round based on uh, the F, P, and P film, paper, and potential research that I did on him. Go, crew, uh, get another win, uh, time to win the series. That's our buddy Steven Richfield. Uh, this one's from Mike. Uh, Mike says, hey, guys, uh, I don't think Jordan Love has any pressure on him. We're giving him basically a pass this season. Go out and do exactly what Aaron Rodgers did, learn a little bit, and then take us to a Super Bowl in the later years. But this year he's getting a free pass. See, Mike, I don't agree with that. I, I, I don't I, I don't agree with that. Um, he's not getting a free pass. And when you say free pass, it's kind of like he can go out and do whatever he wants. And no, he can't. There's got to be a level close to at least what was put up last season for for him to be considered, okay, you're on the right path. That There has to be. You can't just say, you know, hey, if you throw 15 touchdowns and 17 interceptions and whatever, now unless it's just, you know, where guys are just dropping passes and they're popping passes into the air and they're getting picked off, uh, and you're not blaming the quarterback, but, it, it, you know, it, ultimately it comes down to the statistics that he puts up. And we all know that at the end of the year we're all going to look at the line and we're going to say this is what he delivered. So he doesn't have a free pass. I don't think – uh, Packers fans are expecting uh, to win the division, but I think most Packers fans are at least expecting to be relevant in Week 17 and possibly getting to the postseason. What you don't want to be is a six-win team going into Week 17 trying to get that seventh win to then be relevant. To say, okay, well, at least he got the seven wins. Because six wins, we all know, at that point in time, uh, come Christmas time, People are doing other things. People are starting to, you know, pick out the color of their mulch for spring. You know what I mean? Nobody is, at that point in time, really. Uh, we're we're going to say realistic about the hopes and chances of the Green Bay Packers. So I get it, but no, it's not a free pass. No, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven. 1670. Kyle says, uh, I think Jordan Love is going to be just fine. People need to lay off. He's got enough pressure on him following a legend to have then the media talk about him in such a negative light. Kyle, you're blaming the media? Really? Really? That's where you're going to go with this? Put it this way. He's in the NFL. He's a starting quarterback in the NFL. It comes with scrutiny. This whole thing about, well, we, the media, put too much pressure. Stop it. Just shut up. It's like, you know, all of a sudden he walked in and said, oh, my God, I get to play football. This is great. What do you mean there's media? What do you mean people are going to talk about me? Stop. People have been talking about him since he was drafted. Since the day they they made the announcement, the Green Bay Packers have made a trade. They have trade up and taken the quarterback, Jordan Love. People have been talking about it since then, for gosh sakes. So, no, stop. That, That is a lame, lame lame excuse be perfectly honest with you uh 877-867-1670 um there's an argument going on over in the uh the live stream about uh the the kickoff fair catch rule look Keyshawn nixon already posted what is a fair catch lol right it's like look if he can run the ball back he's going to run the ball back Darren says a love has even stated that he expects pressure and said uh, it comes with the territory. Every quarterback wants that pressure. Anybody that's ever played quarterback, whether it's in peewee, high school, college, football, certainly moving into the pros, you know the pressure that comes with a position. It just does. At some point, you're going to feel pressure, and that is ultimately where you find out what your medal is. Some guys really handle pressure well. They thrive in it. As a matter of fact, some guys excel in it. Tom Brady excelled in it to the ultimate of facets. Joe Montana excelled in it. Some quarterbacks just do. And other quarterbacks, they falter. The pressure begins to mount. They know they got to be perfect, and they're not. Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, the list goes on and on. A lot of guys aren't. So don't act like suddenly because... We're scrutinizing the play and the throws. And, you know, it was the same thing when Rodgers took over for Favre. My God, they were scrutinizing every throw, every move, every rollout, every every bit of knowledge he would exude. Every, it's, it's the exact same thing all over again. It just is what it is. 877-867-1670. Um. 877-867-1670. This is from Jason who says, got to hold him to the same standards. You had to hold uh, Hollywood Rodgers, too. Absolutely. Well, I think the difference is that in, in in the level of reality that I live, as opposed to what others would maybe jump into, um, Rodgers was supposed to be the number one overall pick. It was either him or Alex Smith. So you already knew the level of talent and or knowledge that was walking into your organization when Ted Thompson chose him. Jordan Love wasn't on anybody's radar, really. There was a couple of people that said, hey, if he's there, this might not be a bad way to go. You know, Rogers was coming off a little bit of a down year. People were starting to question, is this the beginning of the end? They shouldn't have, but they did. I understand it. I don't agree with it, but I understand it. So you kind of knew, right? So some said Jordan Love might be the way to go, if indeed he's there. Most thought the second round, not the first. But they made the choice. They jumped up to get him. But he really wasn't that first-round best quarterback available type of thing. They made him that, okay? So my level of expectation and scrutiny is a little bit different as opposed to what others are looking at, but only for the fact that I didn't expect much when they drafted him. So I don't expect a ton now. So my scrutiny is different. So I'm not going to hold him to the same level of standard that I held Rodgers to because I didn't expect things out of him the way I expected out of Rogers. Thomas says, many people want 12 to fail. See, I don't. I, I mean, I just want to – what I'm interested in seeing – and first of all, I don't know if their team is capable of of winning consistently in the gauntlet of teams they have to play. That's just my opinion uh, when, when you talk about the Jets. But I don't want him to fail. But selfishly, I think we're all looking at it as – You want him to play the 65% of snaps, and you want the Jets' season to be a failure because that would mean a higher draft choice for the Green Bay Packers. Because at this point, as much as you may say, you know, I don't wish any ill will on Aaron Rodgers, what you do wish is that the Jets go down like the Titanic and that whatever draft choice, high-end draft choice, comes to the Green Bay Packers in next year's draft comes via the Jets, and that way you've got two decent draft choices in the first round that you can make hay with. You know what I'm saying? So... You may not purposefully wish ill will on Aaron Rodgers, but I think overall you're kind of hoping psh, you hope things go south in a hurry. No doubt. 877-867-1670. 877. 867-1670. We are creeping up on the end of the month. If you haven't done it already, you need to do it. You know what that is? Stop into our friends at Quick Trip. If you need some glasses and you're out running around, you're like, oh God, I forgot my sunglasses. Or my sunglasses, I sat on them, and they broke. Go get a pair of eye gogs. When you go in, you go get a pair of iGogs, whatever the sunglasses are. And you get them at Quick Trip. Use your quick rewards card. You're automatically entered to win not one but a pair of sea okay? Personal watercraft, a pair of them. And it ends in about, what, seven days? So get into Quick Trip now. Go into Quick Trip. Pick up whatever specials there are. And then while you're standing there, you're looking over, and you're like, oh, there's the sunglasses. I need a pair. Put them on your head. Good to go. Get yourself registered right then and there for one or two of those personal watercrafts from sea Compliments of our friends at Quick Trip. Yes, we are going to be doing a show, and I've got to nail down the details, but we're going to head up to Point Brewing in Stevens Point. Now, coming up here in a few weeks, we are going to be actually in the Wausau area, and we're going to be there for a cigar dinner in in June. As a matter of fact, we're going to be there uh, in Wausau on the 21st. So we are hoping, and we're nailing down, because uh, I had a few people ask me about this, and would it be open to the public? I don't know. I'm waiting to find out. But our friends at Stevens Point Brewery, which uh, have become a, a really good sponsor of ours, and uh, the home of Cider Boys and the Amber Lager and the Drop Dead Blonde and all that kind of stuff, great beers. But uh, I love me some Cider Boys. As a matter of fact, I sat out uh, back last night and watched a Brewers game and had uh, a Cider Boys and grilled some burgers and such. But uh, up on the 21st of June, the 21st of June, It looks like we're going to be in Wausau uh, for the cigar dinner that night, and I would love to do the show that morning from the brewery. Uh, They opened a new brew house and such. I would love to do the show uh, from Stevens Point. So we're working on that. Had a few people ask me about it, uh, but I want to say thanks to our friends at Point. And as soon as that becomes a thing, then we will certainly make the announcement on the program that that's where we're going to be. So if you can come over and check us out, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Rick says Point makes great sodas as well. They do. They do. Uh their root beer is really good. Root beer is really good. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free uh to go ahead and, and give us a shout. We would love to hear from you. Again, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Um uh let's do this. Um oh, by the way, and I wanted where where's it at? I wanted to because I have my notes here. So, uh, and we're going to talk about this coming up in the next hour. Don't forget, final hour of the program today. Mike Clemens is going to join us live in Green Bay. We'll talk with him about the OTAs and such, what's going on. But uh, the top five quarterbacks in the AFC. Now, this I find completely subjective to discuss. But over on ESPN, they said the top five quarterbacks with the most pressure on them this year. Number five is uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, which I don't know. I I think Lamar might have a lot of pressure on him because of the contract that he signed. Tua coming back after last year and the concussions and all the uh, the upgrades they've made, whether it was getting Tariq Hill to, uh, last year or picking up defensive uh, prowess this year, they have built that team around Tua basically to say, here you go, you got time to put up or shut up. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. That's an interesting take at number three. Number two. Deshaun Watson, basically because of the contract, what we discussed earlier in the program, because of the size of the contract that he signed uh, with Cleveland Browns, and he did play a little bit better towards the end of the season last year, but still didn't look good early on, which you kind of knew. He was going to be rusty, but now we'll see how good with a full-off season, knowing he's coming in, knowing he's going to be starting from day one, what is Deshaun Watson going to do? And then obviously the most pressure – in the AFC on him to succeed is none other than Aaron Rodgers. Um, Now, I wonder how much that's going to change once you get guys like Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow and they sign their contracts because the contracts are then going to dictate pressure, as we've discussed. So I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, that list cuz i think there's so many i mean what about a guy like russell wilson they paid him a ton of money they aren't even mentioning him right i mean he he was had a horrific season if he does another if he has another season like that oh my goodness so when you talk about pressure i i, I think you can go in a lot of different directions in the afc a lot of different directions the nfc eh. i think it's 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 pretty cut and dry depending on where you want to place guys but the AFC, oh. Jackson, Tua, Mac Jones, Deshaun Watson, and then Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers, I'll agree with. Rodgers, number one overall, number one overall, because he is being looked upon as the savior. He's being he's taken all of that, that, that pomp and circumstance, taking it all to the Big Apple. And you know when Favre got out of here, Favre did it with a vengeance. Favre looked at New York as a stepping stone. It was a means to an end. Rogers is looking at it as the end. This is where I'm ending my career. I don't know if I'm going to play here one year, two years, three years, whatever. I'm going to make a ton of money. I mean, that contract, getting that thing restructured, it's going to push a lot of money down the road. They're going to be a ton of money in salary cap jail eventually, but they're going for it because they believe Rogers is going to take them to the promised land. So you talk about the pressure in, in, uh, in, 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 you know, New York. Absolutely. Now, The other side of the coin in that is when they go with it, uh, their top five quarterbacks overall in the entire National Football League with the most pressure, number five, Lamar Jackson, for all the reasons, holding out wanting all the guaranteed money, didn't get it, finally came back. Remember, he was demanding a trade. He had said basically goodbye to bye to Baltimore, and like I said, he's not going anywhere. As soon as they pull, show him the money in any way, shape, or form, and he thinks this is all I'm going to get, he's going to take the money. It, it's it's not about loyalty. It's, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, fans, I love you guys, but it's time for me to go shut up. The minute they went, here's a little money, here's a little more money, here's a green. Oh, I'm back. I love everybody. I'm back. Shut up. Uh, Deshaun Watson, it's all about the money. Justin Fields at number three. So Lamar Jackson, five. Deshaun Watson, a four. Justin Fields at number three because he can run, but now can he throw? Now can he, he fit into Luke Getze's offense, and can they make that thing go down in Chicago? Number two. The number two quarterback with the most pressure on him in ESPN and Dan Orlovsky's opinion throughout the National Football League is Jordan Love. Jordan Love. Jordan Love comes in at number two. And then at number one, the guy in green. I'm offended. <laughs> in New York. None other than Aaron Rodgers. So Rodgers one, Love two, Fields three, Watson four, Lamar Jackson number five. There you go. All right, let's do this. We're going to step out. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. And uh, we got two hours down, two hours yet to go. Final hour of the program going to be pretty much consumed by our guy Mike Clemens on the ground up in Green Bay. OTA is underway. Brewers baseball getting underway. We'll keep you up to date on that. Stay tuned for right here. Hopefully you're listening on the app or following us on the uh, the Facebook fan page, following us on YouTube, listening to us on one of the great affiliates all throughout the great state of Wisconsin that do not carry Brewers baseball. Stay right here. We got a lot more. A lot more to get to. Joe Michael show continues coming up next.
1: Fire Ben Kenny.